Multiverse of Madness, Ticket Records, Ironheart Casting News, and Anthony Mackie in Black Panther 2? All that and more coming up right now on 15 Minutes of Marvel. There was an idea. Because if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. We're going to do this all day. What are they called again? Annulax batteries. Harvey Larry batteries. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. I control the truth. Mysterio is the truth. Boom. You looking for this? is up what is up and welcome back to 15 minutes of marvel the only podcast that gives you marvel reviews news and rumors in pretty much 15 minutes i'm your host ethan simmy today on the pod i've got a classic mcu news roundup it has been almost an entire month since my last mcu news roundup i know y'all love these i love doing these let's talk about some mcu news because there's been a lot of news in the past week there's been a lot of news in the past two weeks and the last month especially I'm not going to tackle it all, but I am going to talk about six news topics that I feel like are important, are important to the MCU, the future of the MCU, the current state of the MCU, and everything about Marvel. So let's dive into the news. We're going to start with the Multiverse of Madness pre-sale ticket numbers, because as you all know, Multiverse of Madness tickets are now officially on sale. They went on sale two days ago on Wednesday. I got my tickets. I'm going with a buddy. I'm very excited. Get your tickets. Go with friends. Go with family. Go by yourself. Don't be, don't, don't be afraid to go to the movies by yourself. I go to the movies by myself multiple times a week, and I love it. I love it so much. So all this to say, don't be afraid to go to the movies by yourself. I, I think it's a very, very fun experience, and don't let the uh, the public stipulation of of going to the movies by yourself uh, hinder you from enjoying a very, very good experience. So get your multiverse of madness tickets because everybody else has gotten them. These pre-sale numbers are pretty wild. It has earned the most amount of money for pre-sale tickets of any film in 2022 and has sold the most amount of pre-sale tickets for any film dating back to Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, I understand 2022 is only four months old, but we have had some pretty important movies. We've had the Batman. That was, that was a pretty important movie. A lot of people bought pre-sale tickets for that. I know it's not MCU, but it's superhero. It's big IP. It's big blockbuster tentpole and people wanted to be there. I love that this stat exists. I love that Multiverse of Madness is raking it in and is the the most pre-sales of 2022, the most pre-sales of a single movie back to No Way Home. Obviously, I think No Way Home is going to hold that record for quite some time. I think that was an event, a, a, a very, very uh, cross-generational event that, that Doctor Strange could never amount to. So I think it'll hold that record for quite a long time. So pre-sale tickets for the film, I think it means obviously we're going to have a very good opening weekend. Now, I feel like it's a little unfair to compare it to the box office numbers that Spider-Man No Way Home put up. Like I said, that was that was an event. I don't know when we will be back to that event level movie for Marvel because Spider-Man No Way Home raked in over $800 million at the box office. It did $260 million domestically in its opening weekend. I don't think Multiverse of Madness is going to hit that point. And No Way Home is just one of three movies to rake in $800 million domestically. Star Wars The Force Awakens and Avengers Endgame are the other two. So no, I don't think Multiverse of Madness is going to be on that level, but I do think it is going to easily make over $100 million opening weekend. I could see north of 150 as well. Especially with these pre-sale ticket numbers, um, you would hope for a pretty stellar uh, preview night of a Thursday preview night, talking 50-ish million dollars, uh, I, I think is a total realistic possibility. 
Obviously, Spider-Man No Way Home made over a billion dollars worldwide. Will Multiverse of Madness crack the billion dollar uh, threshold? Again, for Marvel, I think pre-pandemic, it was expected. It was expected that movies would now, these, these Marvel movies would now break the $1 billion barrier. And now pandemic, it's, it's tougher, obviously. A lot of the Marvel movies have not done that. Spider-Man is the first one to, to get that back. I could see Multiverse of Madness breaking a billion dollars. Does it globally? Globally, not, not, uh, not domestically, obviously. But I feel like, how long does that take, right? How long does it take for Multiverse of Madness to hit a billion dollars? I could see it happening in six, eight weeks. Um, I, I really think it will do very well. This is a highly anticipated movie. It's got prominent characters, major cameos, major possibilities for the MCU. That will be very important to MCU heads like ourselves, but also the general general population that just want to see cool comic book stuff. I think it'll it'll kind of hit all sides there. So I do think this movie's going to do very, very well. It will not do as well as Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't think a movie will do that well for quite some time, but I love to see these pre- pre-sale ticket numbers. I think it'll hit a billion dollars in its uh, in its box office run. I'm very excited to see how all of this shakes out. Item number two, Ironheart casting. I love Ironheart. Ironheart's one of my favorite uh, comic book runs, uh, modern comic book runs, and uh, and and I got a soft spot for Ironheart. So I'm very excited for the show. Here's some casting news for you. Harper Anthony has joined the MCU in the Ironheart series. Now Riri Williams, like I said, getting her own Disney Plus show. Rumored to make her first appearance in Black Panther Wakanda Forever in a substantial role, essentially initiating uh, some some conflict between Wakanda and and potentially Atlantis and potentially Namor and lots of other things. So I'm curious how all that shakes out. Uh, but this casting news is is exciting. It, it's not it's not big. It's not a big name. His biggest role was a guest spot on Chicago Med in 2021. He's pretty new to acting. He's He's a, a little kid, and uh, it's pretty exciting that Marvel is giving all of these young actors a real good shot at being part of a really important universe, really important IP, very important uh, movie and, and TV making uh, situation here because I feel like this is really good for his career. Like to get in here and, and be part of uh, Ironheart, be part of Marvel is only good for, for young actors. There's no details around his character because uh, Ironheart is is under lock and key here, so it's kind of hard to speculate who he could be. But I've seen people say that he could potentially play a a younger brother figure to Riri Williams, even though it wouldn't be comic book accurate. It would kind of line up with the character, and it would would seem like something Marvel Studios would do. So we will see how all of that goes. Harper Anthony, welcome to the MCU, my guy. Item number three, Anthony Mackie was on the set of Black Panther 2. Now, in an interview at the Grammys just last week, Anthony Mackie stated that he was on the set of Wakanda Forever and that it has finished wrapping and that it is going to be, quote, amazing and spectacular. He also said, I'm not in it, but I've been to the set. Anthony, my guy, we're going to do this. We're really going to do this right now. We're really going to see if you're lying to us or not, because... Uh, we have big trust issues. Marvel people have big trust issues. I have big trust issues because of what Marvel has done to me in the past. I don't believe anybody when they say I'm not in it or yes, I am in it or I can't tell you if I'm in it or not. It's all a lie. Everything's a lie all the time. So, of course, that begs the question, is Anthony Mackie, the new Captain America in Black Panther Wakanda forever or was he actually just visiting the set? Here's my take. 
and and you might not like this. People might not like this. People uh, like to hold on to things of like, ooh, that would be so cool if they were in the movie and a cameo would be really cool. I don't think Anthony Mackie is in Wakanda forever. I don't I don't think it makes sense. I don't think his character uh, makes sense for that world, that storyline. What I do think is that he was on the set for a very specific purpose. I I think that he was there. I could see him being there because he is the titular character in Captain America 4, obviously. That's going to be a, a big temple movie when that does come out. And the storyline for that movie is going to be huge. You're talking Falcon and Winter Soldier finale times probably 100 uh, in terms of scale. And it's uh, cultural relevance that it has the ability to garner is going to be something very, very special. So I think Anthony Mackie was on that set in order to ensure that the storyline of this movie lines up with where he wants his Captain America character and hero to be and to go in the future of Marvel. I think they wanted him included. I think they wanted him on board for this character, for other characters, and for where really where the the, the major storylines of the MCU are headed. So kind of like a little, little consultation, a little Anthony Mackie consultation. I'm not mad about that at all. I think it's great. Uh, I just don't see him being in this movie. But hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Anthony Mackie shows up in Black Panther Wakanda Forever 2, uh, or Wakanda Forever, and, and maybe it happens. I, I don't know. We shall see. Item number four, Sam Raimi. Back to Multiverse of Madness, because I think this is, this is very important here. And, and I lied to all of you. I only have five uh, news points here. So I, I feel really bad. I let off with six, and you're probably like, Ethan, I can't wait to get six news topics and I'm going to short you one. I'm going to talk about five. But here we are at number four. Sam Raimi had a wonderful Fandango interview. Uh, he's, he's finally started coming out to all of these news outlets, uh, Variety, and all over the place, talking about Multiverse of Madness. Because we are now less than a month away from Multiverse of Madness. The marketing is really ramping up. It's really starting to, to go and, and be a lot of fun when you talk about a lot of these interviews and behind-the-scenes information and answering questions. So Sam Raimi was recently interviewed by Fandango discussing Multiverse of Madness, if Scarlet Witch or Doctor Strange was more powerful, how he approached the directing style of the movie, tons more stuff. Really, really exciting, really fun interview. But he also teased in a Marvel Studios press release that certain characters will be dealing with regret from the events of Avengers Endgame, and audiences will see the repercussions of that in this film. That is fascinating. That is fascinating to me. Because it means it, it truly, it tr and I know the multiverse means limitless possibilities. It means anything can happen. And, and I do understand that. But Sam Raimi confirming that people are going to be dealing with the repercussions of Avengers Endgame in this movie is incredibly exciting to me. And I don't, I don't know why. And I don't want to be the guy that says, you know, uh, Avengers Endgame, Tony Stark, like, give me back, give me back to where we were, because I think it's important that we, we realize that that was a time in the, in the Marvel Universe, and that time has now passed, and we are moving on to other pastures, and I, and I like that, but I also think I get so much joy out of hearing that they're incorporating previous stories into the future of the Marvel Universe, because Tony Stark told us, if you mess with time, it tends to mess back now, Infinity War and Endgame and the five-year gap. These things have really yet to be addressed and obviously contain incredibly difficult decisions for a lot of MCU characters that we will hopefully get to see in some way. We've got multiversal travel. We've got impact on our own reality, the continuation of other MCU characters. All of this is on the board, Raimi has said. And I think it is 
so very interesting. The possibilities that are here and what characters have become, who they were. Did they make the right choices? Was Avengers Endgame uh, full of the correct decisions? As far as we know, it was, but maybe we'll learn in the future that it kind of wasn't. And I think that has the potential to be really, really, really exciting. Uh, and especially in the context of Doctor Strange and the, the context of traveling to multiple universes and really pushing the boundaries of what we are able to understand about the Marvel Universe. Could this mean that we see a heavy amount of variants? I, I absolutely think so. I think variants were introduced to us in Loki for a very specific reason. We're not going to bring in variants only to say like, yeah, well, that was like the one time we saw variants. I think we're going to be getting a lot of variants when you talk about Multiverse of Madness. Uh, how many? Who knows? There's obviously going to be lots of cameos. Uh, I don't know if we're talking about tons of Iron Man variants here or or what kind of variants we're talking about. I kind of want to be surprised. I kind of I kind of don't want to speculate. I kind of just want to sit here and be like, yeah, I'm going to go see this movie and I'm going to have my mind blown. And what the movie gives me is what I'm going to take. And uh, and I think that is always a fun way to go into a movie. So, yeah, Sam Raimi sounds like he knows what the hell he's doing with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And I am I'm just absolutely really hyped for that movie now. And fifth and final bullet point news point of the episode. Like I said, I lied. I only have five Moon Knight premiere numbers. Of course, I had to loop this back to Moon Knight. We are in the heat of the Moon Knight era right now. And I, I'm loving it. I'm loving every second of it. And I think Moon Knight is a whole lot of fun. According to Samba TV, Moon Knight episode one was watched by 1.8 million U.S. households in the first five days of streaming on Disney+. Plus. This passes the previous Marvel Disney Plus premiere episode that was Hawkeye, which brought in 1.5 million viewers over its first five days. We've got WandaVision bringing in 1.6 million. Falcon and Winter Soldier brought in 1.8 million. So Moon Knight both surpassing and tying those projects. Now, I think it's interesting to note WandaVision obviously was the first MCU uh, property on the streaming service. There are far more subscribers to Disney Plus now than there were then. I'm very very interested to see in another universe, in another multiverse, what those streaming numbers would have been if we had the sub count that we have now. Loki still reigns supreme as the god of mischief himself cooked up 2.5 million US households in the first five days of streaming. So all this to say, 1.8 million US households streaming the Moon Knight premiere is really good. Tying for second place is really, really, really good. A character that has zero, re really, really zero connections to the MCU right now. We're not in a, really any location that we inherently deep down care about. Yes, uh, Dane Whitman is in London. Yes, Eternal spent some time in London, but we're not connecting to that story at all. It's a completely new story, features new actors, new characters, uh, new powers, new costumes. Everything is new, and it's a character that not a whole lot of people know. And then to come in in second place with 1.8 million U.S. households and, and, and do that is pretty dang impressive. I am interested to see how these numbers are going to ride out during the six-episode span. I think it will inevitably take a dip, as most Marvel TV series do, most Marvel uh, Disney Plus series end up doing. But I do think these back two episodes, now screeners, press members, all got to watch the first four episodes. So why would they be tuning in to the Disney Plus show? but they have not seen episodes five and six. They have not seen the penultimate and the finale. I think that's where we're going to really see the increase. And I, and I could, I, I'm going to put it out there. 
I think we're getting over 2 million U.S. households watching the the fifth and the sixth uh, episode individually. I think it's totally possible. And Moon Knight is going to be big moving uh, forward, big, big for the MCU, big for this character, big for lots of other things. So I think uh, it's very exciting to hear that. And uh, that's my boy. That's my boy. Moon Knight, Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke. Love to hear it. I know y'all are probably getting so sick of me saying how much I love Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac and Moon Knight. But boy, am I just going to keep saying it? I'm just here for it. What a wonderful uh, couple weeks of MCU news, Multiverse of Madness, fun stuff. We've got some Ironheart casting. We've got Sam Raimi coming out, talking some cool stuff. And Black Panther 2. It sounds like it's going to be fantastic. All very, very cool things for the Marvel Universe. What's your favorite piece of MCU news over the past couple weeks? Let me know. I'm curious. I want to know what you think. I want to know if there's a piece of news that I missed that you wish that I covered. Tweet at me. Get at me on Twitter at 15 Minute Marvel. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on any major podcast platform. A huge shout out to the patrons of the show. Brandon Clark, Hajir Shakib, Reagan Knapp, Alan Cole Peacock, Ben Lawhorn, Corelli, Christina, Mike Zago, TJ Zorich, and Jessica. Have a really fun Patreon episode coming this month. Be sure to check that out. Go to patreon.com backslash 15 minutes to Marvel and, uh, and become a patron for as low as a buck. One dollar. One dollar a month. Uh, your support means the world. Thank you all so much. I love you all 3,000. I will see you back here next time. I am Ethan Simi. And remember, always go higher, further, and faster. Faster.